Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sci-Fi Unchained. So, today, I want... Actually, I've been thinking about talking about this for a while. Uh, what aliens are made of. It doesn't necessarily bother me, but it always intrigues me that in most science fiction works, aliens are usually bipedal, which means they stand and walk on two legs. Even if they don't have four limbs, they walk on two limbs. Um, of course, you get smatters of aliens with tentacles, and that's how they move around, or uh, aliens with multiple legs or a bunch of arms or what have you. Um, but I really appreciate science fiction shows like Stargate SG-1, or Stargate in general, or um, the sci-fi show on Amazon Prime that I just got caught up with, um, The Expanse, where they play around with harder to portray kinds of aliens. Like they have something called the, the proto-molecule, which is, it, the, the show actually hasn't, it's been four seasons, and it hasn't actually been entirely clear on what the proto-molecule really is. If it's just this, well, spoiler alert, I guess, if you haven't seen the show and you want to. Um, but it's, it's, this, it's this organism that's alive and that is either programmed with this, with this specific function to create these Stargate-like rings that take you into this pocket dimension that's like a midway station that you you can go through other rings and it spits you out at different parts of the universe or maybe different universes. I, that hasn't been explained yet either. Um, that's really, really stinking cool. Or uh, one, one of the... Well, he was a main character for like the first season and a half, and he became a reoccurring character. Uh, Miller, he, he becomes this kind of ghost projection in one of the main character's heads, who, funny enough to me, was the same guy who played War and Peace in that Disney movie Sky High when, <laughs> when, uh, when I was younger. I, th I was like, I recognize this guy. Where do I know him from? He he looks so familiar. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> he looks almost exactly the same. His hair is just different. Um, so, yeah, I would like to see... I would definitely like to see more mainstream science fictions that, it, that play around with or explore different forms of alien life. Like, what if there was alien life that that moved around like I, I don't know, like a like a gash in a gaseous form? If there have been smatterings of sci-fi works that that deal with things like that, but it, not in any long-term form, I don't think.
the ones that come to mind, you know, Farscape, Battlestar Galactica, Babylon 5, yeah, all of the all of the big ones are bipedal. I, and I understand why, it, because it's somewhat relatable it, that you, that even though they're an alien and they're squat and short or they're really tall, like a Wookiee or something, it, we can form some sort of empathetic bridge with them because they're just they're way different than we are, but at least their shape, their outline is very similar to ours. And if we just take them as a 2d image and blank them out, make them completely, completely blank. We're like, Oh, that's just a really weird looking person. What's that? Why is that person so weird? I got a wig, full body wig. Wow. Why are there points all over them? They, they got Scooby gear on. What's up? Um, but if we take something that is completely straight, ooh, HP Lovecraft explored entities like this very well. I think now I think about it, Stephen King did too. Um, and oh, it. It's something I've been diving into a lot recently that also does this is uh, the SCP. What what would you call it? It's not a franchise. It's a it's a like all of the SCP entries are written by fans. I'm pretty sure at least most of them are. And there's a lot. There's thousands of them. Um, but. They're they're so fascinating to me. I'm I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with them. I, I just listen to all the entries on YouTube constantly. Uh, when when I'm not doing something, I'll just put on in the background and uh, just do whatever I'm doing while I'm at work or whatever. Uh, so if if you if you want something that teases your brain and uh, it's really, really awesome science fiction stories or uh, like stuff that might make you uncomfortable or whatever. Go to YouTube and look up SCP um, and, and just look at all the crazy stuff that pops up. It's really, really fun, really fascinating stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, it, then, then you have shows like, well, like Stargate. Stargate kind of eased us into things, right? Uh, of course, all of the main bad guys, aside from the replicators, are bipedal. Um, not only that, but they're human. They're uh, they're slightly advanced humans. They're very advanced humans. Um, like the the human is the is the template for whoever the baddie is, or the ally is for that matter. The Asgard, the ancients. So I I mean I get it. Sci-fi shows typically aren't the best funded. So they, and when they really have to 
twist the imagination and play with what they've got and make, you know, world bigger than what they're given to work with. Sci-fi really shines. I, I think that's when it, it's, it's like the, the performance art realm of television <laughs> of, of the genres that inhabit uh, TV and movies because they can do so much with so little. Look at the Twilight Zone. Um, yeah, this is kind of cop-out, but look at Mystery Science Theater 3000. They do a ton with so very little or with terrible... <laughs> terrible uh, effects or outdated effects in costuming. Look at old school Doctor Who in that respect. The, that one, I mean, well, they, along with H.P. Lovecraft, for me, I guess in the modern realm, kind of started it right with the Daleks, uh, the Vashta Narada. The, uh, the giant crab things that eat gases on in new, 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 new York when they're when they're stuck in that under passage subway monorail thing. But. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily bother me, but I, I really want to see maybe like a show where we have non-bipedals as, as the main characters, as the main focus. Like if, if you took the Naga from Warcraft and made a show around something like them as your main characters. I can guarantee you people would love the hell out of it. I, oh gosh, I would bring in some good writers and, and give it a kick-ass effects and costume budget. You're going to have a sweet show. <laughs> I guarantee you. Or, you know, just make a Warcraft show in general. <laughs> That'd be really cool too. It just hit me that the non-bipedal races tend to be the big baddies, right? The main force, often the force that is the most threatening, like the replicators from Stargate, the flood from Halo. You could make an argument for the Borg from Star Trek um, because they were an amalgamation of thousands upon thousands of races. They weren't just strictly uh, the humanoids that they absorbed. Well, I guess. Um, let's see. Who else you got? Let's see. Star Wars, you can't. Not really. Because the... Enemy alien races are all bipedal in that one. 
Which, if you want to go down that route, if you want to make the villains more empathetic and more relatable, that's a good way to do it, is make them more like the person reading or the person watching. Uh, that That's what makes for a great villain, is you make them empathetic. You make them... Yeah, but that's why everybody loves the Joker. Like, really. Because the Joker's argument is all it takes is one bad day for anybody. Press the right buttons at the right time and and twist them and make them laugh and bleed in a corner. And that's what turns people into him. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I go off on tangents. <laughs> um, let's see. Ooh, this is a this is a stretch for that I highly doubt that people will really rem remember. But remember, Command and Conquer Tiberium Wars, the Scrin, the, those tripod, you know, uh, War of the Worlds looking. Aliens, or the swarm from StarCraft. I guess that was kind of obvious, right? I, hmm. So what all of these have in common? Um, well, aside from the fact that they absorb, they're, they're parasitic, they are somewhat um, spider-like, not really the flood, though. Although the swarm and the flood are very similar. The Tyranids. There you go. The Tyranids from Stinkin'. Uh, oh, could you say the, um, the Reavers? No, 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 no. Not the Reavers. The Tyranids, you could. Yeah. Those some those some bad mamma jammas. Mm. What about the thing? Could you use the, Could you do the thing? I think you could do the thing. Yeah. Maybe that's what made all of the great um, original monster movies really good. At least one of the things that made them really good, like Dracula, and the Wolfman, the Mummy. Even ghosts. You see ghosts with legs. Why do ghosts have legs? They don't need legs. Why do ghosts have arms? They ain't grabbing stuff. All they need is a head, right? So we can tell so we can tell who they are. That's what ghosts should be. Ghosts should be just a floating head. But yeah, it ghost the ghosts. Uh, Wolfman, Mummy, Dracula. They're all bipedal. Um, they're, they're all man shaped, you know, paint, paint them black and, and you, and you're like, oh, that's an outline of a person. How can I start connecting with them? They look like me. Speaking of Dracula, if you are stuck at home, like I know a ton of us are, go watch Castlevania. The, the new season of Castlevania on Netflix right now, because, oh, my God, 
It is good. <laughs> Holy crap, it is good. It's It's got deep conversations and, and thought-provoking things. It's got the humor that we've gotten in the last two seasons. It's action-packed to the gills. And in the, the demons in this one are really, really cool. They do some interesting stuff with them. I, I won't spoil this for you, but there's one of the episodes where shit actually absolutely hits the fan and it's so much fun. (laughs) It is incredible amounts of fun. Um, Yeah, I I really wish I could say more without spoiling it. Gosh. Um, But yeah, that's, that's another thing that I think that science fiction fans are a little bit more at ease about this whole coronavirus thing is we've seen at, at least for my part, um, yes, stay sanitized, stay safe, stay away from people. Yeah. That's, that's run of the mill. That's at least, an episode in every other season of whatever sci-fi series you want to pick from. They do it in every series where there's a virus that's going to destroy everything, everybody, or it converts, it, it, it converts everybody. It started to do it multiple times. Um, in Star Wars, they did it. Pretty sure they've done it in Star Trek a couple of times, um, a good handful. We've we've been here before. We grew up being here before, not necessarily in in real life, but in in our own worlds and imaginations that those worlds brought forth. You know, we we. We've been through that empathy and that catharsis of the the plague being ended and routed and everybody being cured. So I, I hope everybody is safe. I hope everybody is, is practicing um, good sense, staying clean, staying sanitary binge watching as, as much Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and Disney plus as they can, uh, listening to podcasts. Um, and you, you know what, this is a great time to branch out into new stuff. Like me, I'm, I'm writing stories. I'm thinking of booting up Patreon, throwing a ton of stories on there and being like, Hey, Pay what you want. Read all this stuff, because <laughs> hey, uh, first and foremost, I'm a creative person. I'm an artist, and like everybody else, this thing is affecting me um, financially. It's it's taken away a good amount of job opportunities for me. Uh, I'm doing fine, but I, I'm also adver- adversely affected by this in a big way, just like everybody else. Um, 
so yeah, that that could that could be a that could be a saving grace for me is you know Patreon. Um, yeah, so everybody stay strong for sure. Uh, turn to sci-fi. Throw on all your favorite sci-fi series. Go, I go find some Isaac Asimov books, or rewatch the original Planet of the Apes. Do do a do a commentary video on how functional old school prosthetics were, uh, if they still hold up or not. Which I actually want to do an episode on later, uh, so, somewhere down the line. Um, Cause I watch stuff like that, man. And I watch, uh, the thing or, uh, you know, the swamp man, the fly, things like that. And I'm like, man, you know, some of this stuff is kind of hokey. It's cheesy, but it was great at the time. Or I'll, I'll watch them and be like, you know what? This stuff holds up now. Like the, it, the effects aren't, you know, up to date with what we got, but man, is it better than some of the crap movies we have? <laughs> like, I would watch the original Planet of the Apes over something like Mortal Engines, the the movie with the big roving cities and um, Hugo Weaving is Hugo Weaving. <laughs> in that movie, which is to say he's a badass villain in it and he's trying to blow up a, a city that's built behind a damn wall or something. Um, it was a it was a decent movie. Don't get me wrong. Um, it was it was a good modern sci-fi movie, but I, it's not nearly as iconic. It's not as memorable. Um, as, as the original Planet of the Apes. So yeah, I would... Effects and costumes be damned. Makeup... Forget all of that. I would definitely choose Planet of the Apes over that movie, uh, despite it coming out, like, what, last year, two years ago? I'd watch it again. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's a good popcorn movie. But, yeah. I, I think you guys got it. I don't need to prattle on <laughs> anymore. So yeah, new shows about non-bipedals. I want to see it. I want to see sci-fi shows where it's harder for, and it's a big risk. I get it. You want to make shows where people can connect with the characters. You, you, and how do you do that? It's really easy. <laughs> There's a formula to this. There's several formulas to that, to getting people to connect with your characters. You make them as connectable as possible. It, it's not that hard to figure out, but I think like, like theater, um, the creators need to trust their audience. They need to make this show catering to people that want that. I, I can guarantee you there's a big enough demographic out there who could keep something like that afloat, could keep that alive. There, 
obviously there will be tons of people who don't like it. It's not their cup of tea. It's just, no. And there will be sci-fi fans who do that, of course. But man, wouldn't it be really stinking sweet if we got, well, like a like a eight-legged freaks movie or an eight-legged freaks show where you got to see everything from the perspective of the spiders and the spiders were actual characters and things like, like Aragog. Or, or the spiders from the Hobbit movies. Where they, yeah, they talked. They, they had some dialogue. What if you got that? And and their dealings with Sauron. And, and how uh, him and, uh, what was his boss's name? Morgoth got the dragons in to, to follow them. Or the, or, uh, the earth worms. The, the Earth Eaters, how did Azog the Defiler get them on his side? Like, they're giant earthworms. Like, stuff like that, man. Give us a show with that. I can guarantee you people will eat that up. I definitely would. Uh, well, I, I think that's as much as I can beat this dead horse <laughs> with without sounding too repetitive. So that's all for now. That's all for now, guys. Uh, I'll I'll be putting out more content um, closer together because I'll be home a lot more than I normally am. Uh, so stick around for more. Until next time, guys. Live long and prosper. And may the force be with us all. Mm-hmm.